Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? Now we have two friends uh, new with us. Yeah. Uh, could you introduce yourself? Tell us your name and how you got to know about this group. Who is your friend? Welcome, Andrew. Uh, welcome, welcome. Your friend. to have you start with us here in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this COVID-19 is not going anywhere soon. Uh. Yeah. But well, uh, life must go on. And uh, to be in, in our situation where we get to should I say, uh, ponder this question of when it will end uh, is a privilege uh, because there are many others uh, from last year until now who, uh, for whom the pandemic is no longer an issue because they have perished. So um, today's topic is on Qingming. Uh, it's supposed to be on the myths and misconception. And then I think and I think and I think. And I realized that because I've been uh, con giving talks on Qingming, so I don't have any myths about <laughs> Qingming. I also don't have any misconception. And nobody sent me any myths and uh, misconception. So I have no myth. And no misconception about it. Maybe you all may have questions. But before uh, we go into that, um, I thought uh, I'd like to share a story about, not about Qingming, uh, but perhaps related to Qingming. Qingming is um, originally not the not this um, uh, annual um, ceremony or, or prayers for uh, paying respects to the ancestors. Originally, it was not. Uh, it's, it, it, it's actually a celebration of this time of the year um, where the full, the full phrase is Qi Qing Jing Ming. Yeah, Qi Qing Jing Ming. 
that during this time of the year, uh, wind, the, the last traces of winter has already gone. Yeah. Uh, spring turning to uh, summer in due time. And then there's usually mild rain. Not in Singapore. <laughs> Singapore, you either have heavy rain or torrential rain. <laughs> yeah. Not long time ago in the 70s, there's this song, right? San Yue Li de Xiao Yu. Yeah. Have you experienced San Yue Li de Xiao Yu? Yeah. Uh, drizzle in March. When I was in Taiwan, yeah, Liu Wenzhen. Yeah. He, he's a Taiwanese, right? I think so, uh, Taiwanese. So when I was in Taiwan, during March, they really have the you know, and it's really fine rain. In Singapore, our drizzle is like normal rain over there. The fine rain is it's like someone taking the spray and <laughs> so when you you can actually walk in the rain and it's very fine, right? Like almost like a mist. So I suspect some of this um, uh, celebration of the seasons would make more sense and have more context in uh, China, yeah? Because after all, these celebrations did back to uh, ancient times and in particular were celebrated by Chinese in China. Uh, Singapore's climate throughout the year is summer, yeah? Uh, or else it's rainy. So traditionally, it is actually a celebration of uh, a time where the family can finally go to the outdoors, uh, can have a look at the scenery, you know, enjoy the outdoors. Uh, the celebration of the, the paying respects of the ancestors um, uh, used to be in around uh, winter time, December period. Then the two dates eventually came closer and closer. And then uh, became together during Qingming. Uh, recently, if you all noticed the news, there was uh, a rather grand ceremony in China where the uh, government officials paid respects to some of the emperors in the past and then there was a bit of this performance. And I thought about how um, in my little research, it actually talked about that the paying of respects uh, started off by the uh, kings and the empress. Yeah. I suspect it's a way to legitimize their rule, yeah? that they are part of this lineage you know, of royalties. But fast forward to today, we do that. We do that to remember our ancestors, to remember our forefathers, our grandparents and grand grandparents who have come before us, uh, in memory of them, uh, in gratitude uh, to their presence, to have made it possible for us to be around today. In some cases, in many cases, we would also honour those whom we scantily know, yeah? uh, but only heard of, in some cases, just their name. In some cases, we may have heard stories about them. I feel that um, given that Qingming is a time where we express our gratitude towards our forefathers, 
perhaps we should um, not just be grateful to them after they pass away, yeah, but should be grateful to them while they are still alive and kicking, while they are still with us. So today's story I wanted to share is um, what I recall as a story told in the Tibetan community. Yeah, the details of the story I must unashamedly tell you all, uh, fake, and maybe even contorted by me. But it goes that there was this village and there's this uh, mother who has a son, maybe a few sons, but in the story only mentioned one son. And in due time, the son grew up and the mother grew old. Uh, and as we know, when, um, when people grow older, their faculties become dull, they become less capable, right? So in due time, the son decided that it's time to send the mother away. Uh, this morning when I shared the story to the children uh, for SQIM, um, I, I shared that maybe somebody, you know, discussed with him. But later I thought, I can't remember how that part of the story is. But the end result is the same. He decided to send the mother off. So the first time he sent him off, sent her off, walk her into the forest and then leave her there and walk back. By the time he got back, it was maybe like afternoon or something already. Then when it's evening, there was a knock on the door and his mother was back. <laughs> his mother made his way back. So since the mother come back, he has no choice. So let her stay again. Then after a few days, he again decided, no, he must send her away. You know, she's becoming a burden. Yeah. So again, wanted to send her away. So this time round, walked further into the woods and then left her there and then walked back. And by the time he got back, it was evening. And late that night, again, there was another knock. The mother somehow managed to come back. So he's exasperated. But still, it's late at night, so he just let his mother stay. And after a few more days, again, he decided he wanted to send his mother off. So this time round, his mother asked whether he, she can bring some bread along. And then as they went, he decided he's going to go as far as I can, he can recall into the woods. And as he walked, and he walked, he walked until it must have been late at night. So then when he... Uh, put his mother down and want to leave him in the forest, he realized that the mother had broken the pieces of the bread and formed a trail. <laughs> so it so was like, why are you doing this? You know, I'm trying to leave you in the forest. I'm trying to get back, right? And the mother said, no. I'm not trying to do that. I know you want to be, you want me you don't want me to go back. But it's so late today because you I know you're gonna walk very far. So I brought this bread so that you can find your way back. <laughs> I don't want you to be lost in the forest. <laughs> oh please. <laughs> I, 
So when the son uh, heard this, he, he kneeled down, he cried, and then he decided, okay, he can't do this. So he brought his mother back. And then he put aside this thought of ever uh, sending the mother into the forest. Uh, after I shared this story with the, uh, with the children, I asked them what they think about it. Uh, usually in the children's class, <laughs> they are quite, <laughs> they're quite like, uh, uh, how do I put it? They're always tossing around, you know, then they play with the webcam, they play with the special effect, then have a head and face and but today, when I share this story, you can see all of them <laughs> looking quite serious <laughs> and um, really paying attention. And when I finish the story, then I ask them, like, what did they, what do they think about it? And one of them uh, shared that he feel very touched. Yeah, he felt very touched after hearing the story. Uh, and I asked them, <clears throat> I asked them, uh, now you are still young. They are, they are P2, P3 kids yeah, this morning, the class that I was conducting. <clears throat> and I asked them, in future, when you grow old, uh, when you grow up and your uh, mother is old, uh, now, most of the things that you you want to do, you have to uh, get your mother, your father to help you. Uh, your mother is, and father is very helpful to you. Yeah. Things that you don't know, you ask them, they will try their best to help you. Uh, but in future, as they grow older, their faculties become dull, their eyes become, they have cataract, they have this, they have that. Uh, would you think, <laughs> let me send my mother off into the forest. <laughs> In Singapore, it's illegal. <laughs> and the forest is not very big also. Uh, you send in, at most, McRitchie, Bukitima, uh, Mandai. You walk a bit, then it's already the main road. Uh. So your mother confirmed, come back. <laughs> so what can you do? Yeah, uh, I told them, don't do that. Uh. I, I actually asked them, will you all do that? Then of them, uh, and I asked them, when we are, uh, when we are young, uh, when we fall sick our parents bring us to see the doctor. And then when we grow old, our parents fall sick, do we feel like they are a burden? <coughs> and this saying, yeah. the parents fall sick for too long, hard to have filial piety. As another saying, one mother can take care of, can bring up 10 children. 10 children cannot take care of that one mother. It's sad, uh, because this is not just an idiom. 
because I've seen uh, in some cases um, where the, the different uncles, the different aunties, yeah, uh, they have meetings after meetings. Uh, they, uh, they never see them have so many meetings. Uh. <laughs> suddenly when the mother uh, grow old, Actually, the mother never suddenly grow. Uh. It's not like the mother 40 years old, then next thing you know, 70 years old, suddenly grow old. Uh. Yeah, but uh, when our parents grow old, uh, they become like children, you know. Yeah, They lose control of their faculties. Uh, they are more dependent on us. I remember when I was uh, not ordained yet, there was one time I went out and uh, it was rather late. And when I came back, the door has been latched. <laughs> My family have very strict timing. By 11 o'clock, the door is latched. Uh, they won't check who, who come back or who don't come back. 11 o'clock, latched. Not locked, nah. locked, you can unlock with the key. Latched. <laughs> so I came back, eh? <laughs> so I pressed the doorbell. Ding dong. And nobody answer. Ding dong, ding dong, nobody answer. So I started knocking the door. <laughs> so after a long while, then my father opened the door. Yeah. And my father uh, checked, double checked before he opened. Then the next day, my mom told me, he said, she said, she said this to me. Imagine that was some years back. Huh? And even then, I was maybe late 20s. And my mother told me that. Um, your father now must know that it's very late. Huh? In fact, my father himself told me, he said, I mean, first of all, he's upset that I come back so late. But secondly, he expressed a bit of uh, a bit of his uh, anxiety or, or uncertainty that someone is banging on the door at 11 plus. And of course, it goes without saying, uh, after that, when I after I ordained and then years later came, I came back, I see the gradual decline in them. And my mom would tell me that uh, nowadays your father, you know, growing older, yeah, he is not like in the past. Yeah, he he has start to have a bit of fear, you know, on this, on that, uncertainty. And of course, my my dad last year gone already. Huh? So this is the first thing being that we have uh, in memory of him. Those of you whose parents are still around, don't wait until one day you have to say hello to your father or mother during Ming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's understandable, yeah, especially when you are young, to feel like our parents very fun, you know. Always nagging at us, right? Uh, always telling us to do this, to do that, to do this, to do that, don't do this, don't do that, like this, like that. Yeah? So controlling, huh? Correct or not? Yeah? Restrict our freedom. Yeah? Don't let us go out. Don't let us do this. Yeah? Do that. Cannot. Everything cannot. So troublesome. <clears throat> ah, really not easy, huh? Wait until they grow old, then you see a different mummy. Yeah. Then your mummy becomes like a little kid. Uh, tag along with you. Now everywhere 
she go, you more or less also get to tag along. Yeah. In future, when you grow up, will you let her tag along? Hard to say. <laughs> Hard to say. So I tell the I told the little kids, I said, then it depends on your character. Are you someone who will you let your parents tag along? Or you will you just abandon them? Sometimes I feel uh, of course, of course, uh, in some cases, some students tell me, Masifu, we really, you know, uh, both husband and wife go to work and there's no one at home to take care of the parents, which is true, yeah, which is true. So sometimes I wonder, what is the cause of economic growth? Yeah, I'm not here to question the, the whole country's decision uh, because it's not just the, the government it's the people who decide also. Yeah? I have students who choose to have one person stay at home. Yeah? It's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. As one friend once told me, she said, every choice is a trade-off. She's an economist. Huh? <laughs> yeah. She said, every choice is a trade-off. You get this, you have to give up something. That's a trade-off. You have both parents working, yeah, you get something, you get more disposable income. But then you you trade off the time that the person has, whether it's the, the traditionally we say housewife, uh, the mother. It's a trade-off. So what to do? Long time ago, I used to tell students, um, When your children are young, uh, don't just um, give them the impression that everything is solvable with your credit card. <clears throat> you do that too often. When they grow, when they, they grow up, you grow old. You you seek their company. You want to buy things. They pass you their credit card also. Mama, <laughs> I thought I already gave you the sub card. You go and buy lah. <laughs> Huh? I'm very busy. Uh. <laughs> but nowadays, it's quite bad. Nowadays, small kids already tell parents, I'm very busy. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not talking about working adults. Uh. I'm talking about primary school, secondary school. Start to tell parents, I'm very busy. Yeah. Last time, such a statement will not even leave my mouth, will not even appear in my mind, in my wildest dream. <laughs> Uh, how you dare to tell your mother, I'm not free. <laughs> You're not free. <laughs> uh, you may remember that one time my father called me from the kitchen. He was doing some, um, I think, cleaning up the, the, the faucet or something. Then he called for me. The boy, and for some strange reason, I think I must have been crazy that day or that moment. I replied, Anzua. I think before the sound reached him, my heart skipped a bit. <laughs> the, the guy in, in there that said, Antoine, panic, and, and the other guys all met him. What do you say? <laughs> yeah. I, 
I recall I, I kind of like, oh, how did I just say? Did I really say that? <laughs> because the next the next reply that came from my dad was, "Give me lie, don't lie." As you come along, just come. So I went over. Yeah. Without without nowadays parents explain a lot. I explained it here, I explained that. Last time when that happened, I went to the kitchen. I'm they ran to the kitchen. <laughs> I was already in secondary school, ran to the kitchen. Went there, my father just reached out the hand. <laughs> tell the come come where is come for. Still can tell me why. Kasi. Dare to die. Kasi literally means dare to die. We're very big here. Of course, for children in this uh, day and age, this is a long gone history. Uh. This sounds like TV, TV drama, drama, drama series. Yeah. But I actually pity young kids nowadays. You'll never get to experience that kind of um, that kind of uh, I don't know how to describe it. The way you feel towards your parents. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, maybe I would call it fear. Yeah, but Today, I wouldn't call it fear. Chinese, they call it Jing Wei. You can say that there's an element of fear, but then it's mixed, it is interlaced with respect. The kind of respect and a bit of the tinge of fear you have towards your parents. Children nowadays don't know what that is. But we may say, but why must we have this? If at a young age, Towards one's parents, we don't even have that modicum level of respect and fear. Then we have to ask ourselves, why not? Not why yes, not why should we have, but why not? Because if we think about it, who are we? We are like a small little ant, you know. <laughs> even when you are in secondary school, even when you finish your secondary school, as long as you are still a teenager, if suddenly your parents die, I don't want to be nice. If your parents, your father, your mother suddenly die, then you, you, you just imagine. I mean, those, those of us who are really not teenager, if we just think about it, I cannot imagine. If, I, if I'm back to my teenage years and my parents suddenly die, Wow, you really don't know what, what you're supposed to be doing, you know. Maybe some of you may think, no, I know what I want to do. But how are you going to do it? You may think, I want to do this, I want to do that. But how are you going to do it? We're helpless, you know. In the whole animal kingdom, human beings are the weakest creature. Whether we are one of the smartest, but we are the weakest. Without our parents, we are nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Serious. You think about it. So, it's because our parents 
offer their care and support and protection so seamlessly that we never ever have to feel fear for ourselves. We never even have to fend for ourselves because before even the slightest bit of danger come forward, they already block it. At least to their best ability. Maybe sometimes something slips through the cracks, you know. Yeah. But they try their best. And as a result, especially for the younger generation, they have no idea how much has been done for them. And that's why there's no sense of respect or fear for them. Or should I say gratitude towards them? Only then will, will we have the heart to reply in the kind of attitude. Your mother call you, then you just... I, I don't know, uh, but I'm guessing, okay. Maybe we are, uh, we go back home, then we just lie down in bed and then texting our friends so happily. Then our mother come in and then say, have you had your dinner? Then we just ignore. Then our mother come over and then maybe maybe that day have so much things happening really. So our mother, that day finally do what mothers are supposed to do. Take our phone away. Other <laughs> huh? mothers nowadays don't do what they are supposed to do. They say, they, they will use their mouth a lot. Father and mother are supposed to use their hand, not their mouth. Nowadays, they are just wet. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, parents explain from head until tail. Morning, eyes open, start explaining themselves. Everything explained. <laughs> to me, that is what is creating all these problems. You know. uh, sorry, finish the story. Then snatch away. Then, oh! Right, teenagers nowadays are like that. You have no idea how many teenagers I, I threaten. <laughs> I told them, you behave in this way. Ah. What do you think your teachers will say if I write a, write a letter and send it to her? <laughs> That's okay. huh? I heard you are quite a good student in, in school, right? Huh? Good grades, right? I don't know what word your, your principal say, ah. If I were to write a letter to outline all the things, all the rascal behavior you have at home, bully father and mother. <laughs> I, I'm not sure whether your school will entertain such students, you know. Call them the kid. But you know, this doesn't work. You know why? <laughs> because the parents... No, no, no. <laughs> I ever told some parents, if your kid really... Don't want to cooperate. Send your kid to the boys' home. <laughs> then the, the kids, the kids don't understand because kids nowadays don't know what is boys' home. So a kid like, like stand for a while, but not fear. The parents have more fear. <laughs> the parents, huh? that's the problem. But this, this is something that cannot change with one tongue. The trouble is, uh, parents, I don't know why, parents these days are so afraid of their child um, 
losing out or losing that job. I don't know why. You know, last time in the movies, the, the father, and the, the son or the daughter quarrel, quarrel, then the, the daughter or the son go and pack up and I want to go out. And then the father just sit there. You give me to go out, you dare to go out, you don't come back. Yeah, then the mother, or then run up, or then, then the father. Alright, <laughs> last time movies always like that. Yeah. Nowadays different. Nowadays when you watch the TV series, watch the movie, the, the small kids can shout at the mother like this, like that, then uh, not happy. <laughs> then, then after that, the, the parents still quarrel because of like that. To, but I don't know about Singapore series, I don't, I don't watch. Uh. It is the American films that is always portraying this. And suddenly it's, it's conditioning our children, our parents to think that this is the norm, you know. Why should this be the norm? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Imagine uh, what I described earlier, that I just replied with an <laughs> I myself got frightened. <laughs> I've never ever at the dining table, not happy, then bang table, then walk off. What do you think you want? Uh? <laughs> you have no idea. So I cannot imagine what will happen. I don't want to find out. But kids nowadays, oh, not happy, bang table, walk off. Uh? Does it happen in, in real life in Singapore? Huh? It happens, huh? Sad, huh? huh? <laughs> As a parent, I remember. <laughs> happened too many times. <laughs> Western culture. So, as we celebrate Qingming, it shouldn't just be about the rites, the rituals, just do prayers and then well, try to accumulate merits for our grandparents. Uh, they, they have their own karma. La, don't Sometimes I, I feel like, we don't want to worry about them. <laughs> you know, our one problem, our immediate problem, we don't, we don't know how to take care of our children. We want to take care of our grandparents who passed away, maybe now in heavenly realm, maybe in pure life, we worry about them. <laughs> okay, la, you know, gratitude, you want to do something for them. But if you really want to be grateful to them, settle your own life. You settle your life, if they know, they'll be happy. <laughs> huh? You pray, 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 then they, then they see, oh, because <laughs> Oh, you're worse off than me. You don't pray for me. I pray for you better. <laughs> then, of course, that there are those newer generation type. When I say newer generation, I don't mean 20-something. No. I mean those who are in their 40s, 50s. Some of them start to ask me, <clears throat> is it compulsory to have a niche in the columbarium are we, oh, and have a tablet? Is it a must? I, then I say, well, it depends. Uh, if you go by the Buddhist tradition, really, really tradition in the Buddha's time, the Buddha never thought about niche, la, columbarium. You go and search, uh, no such a thing in the Buddha's time. 
the only time the Buddha talked about what to do after a person passed away is in the, from what I recall, uh, in the Mahaparinibbana Sutta. And he only talked about Buddha, will turning monarch, the disciple of the Buddha, the enlightened ones, then or how you wrap the body with cloth with, and then lay with uh, the incense and then have the cremation. And even then, he told Varabha Ananda, leave that to the lay people. You go and practice and meditate. <laughs> you know? So, strictly speaking, no, no, no definition of what rites and ritual. And that's why when Buddhism spread to different countries, we follow the local culture. If you are Chinese, you follow Chinese culture, but then we infuse some Dharma into it. Uh, that's why we, instead of chanting the traditional verses uh, that is more Chinese context or Taoist context, we chant the, the, the sutras in Chinese yeah, that is related to uh, death, that is related to philopathy and so on. But if we celebrate Qingming, well, and then, oh, and, and so some students, they are like, I'm thinking maybe don't need lah. So nowadays, even young uh, middle-aged parents, they are starting to think that, oh yeah, I can do away with it lah. Because in future, my children don't know, even know whether they are going to be Buddhist or, or what, you know. But to me, having the niche is secondary, no? The fact that they are questioning whether they I want to have that, it only shows that their relationship with their children is, is in a very, you know, delicate balance, is only maintained in a delicate balance already. I read somewhere, it talked about how the, again, it talked about the youth. Uh. <laughs> Uh, it, it may appear like I, I like to bash the youth. <laughs> uh, it talked about how the, the difficulty the youth face is you are not given enough responsibility. A life without responsibility is a meaningless life. Entertainment is not a responsibility. Uh. Just in case there's any doubt about that. <laughs> no, I'm very busy all day. Also. I must surf, surf the web. I must look at Instagram. I must look at TikTok. I must reply my friends, Instant Messenger, whatever Messenger. That's not a responsibility. Uh. Responsibility is before you even finish your studies, you are thinking whether you should further your studies or just finish up soon, find a job, and help pay the bills. That's responsibility. Responsibility is when you come back home and your father asks you to go to the next block to, to install a wall socket. I didn't have to go through that. Lah. But my cousins had to go through that. I say this openly. Not, not to put them down, lah, but I respect them a lot for that. Factually, um, their education is, is not stellar. But I always tell my, my family, 
and said, I don't see how my cousins are uh, inferior academically to me. No? If they have my conditions, they would have excelled. If I had to go and do work and this and that, I don't think I can make it past secondary school, you know. Yeah, that is responsibility. That is duty to the family. But kids nowadays, not to mention go and make a living. Their own place, they don't even wash. <laughs> huh? Toilet, don't need to wash. Nothing, they, they, don't have, they don't have to do anything. They just, they, they, get a, an, they get an award for appearing. And this is happening in school. In school, just, just attending class, you get an award, right? Jenna, last time, huh? you, if you, like last year, you get borderline, this year, you get B, you get an award, right? If last year you fail, this year you pass, you get an award, correct or not? Not you, I, I know in primary school, you did very well. But correct or not, right? In my time, you are third in position, you don't get an award, you know? <laughs> so I, I'm very big to you know, because whole primary school, my boys, second or third, second or third, maths, second or third, second, allow it, always never, never miss that. <laughs> 99 points, never get it. Why one guy get 100? Last time when you get an award, uh, it's a big deal. <laughs> Nowadays, everybody get one. Why? Because we must care for people's feelings. Huh? They, they get award, then oh, the kids never get award. So everybody get award. <laughs> it's nice that everybody get award. So for why are you so stingy with awards? Yeah, but it, it, it warps people's mind, you know. The expectation. Because at, at a young age, they're not mature enough to handle the award. So their ego becomes very big. Like, oh, I'm so good, no. Then when they come back, then you cannot touch them really. You cannot score them. I already get award what you want. <laughs> at least, hey, why do you study? Why, why is grades so, so bad? I'm not last one. What you want? <laughs> so still, so when people start to wonder whether they have to celebrate Qingming, whether they have to have a niche, this is actually the symptom. The root problem is the the family structure is is topsy turvy already. It means that the the child parent child relationship of the present parent child relationship is already in a very dysfunctional state. That's why they have they start to wonder whether that is needed. It's a very sad state. I'm not suggesting that we must have a niche. It's the fact that people even have to ask about this. It shows that they don't give a hoot. Very sad. And if a person don't even give a hoot about their parents, the very individuals who make their life possible, then what use is this person? But it's sad, you know. I still have two more, two other cases of, of parent-child issue. I haven't find a slot to sit down with them. <clears throat> But the fact that you are here, you are the 
the better breed lah. <laughs> huh? Don't 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 think that Sifu is accusing you of anything uh. Yeah. Because I have I'm handling some cases where it's really like really did they, they treat their parents like their parents owe them one no. But I I I may be presumptuous. Uh. But I feel that if you if we can somehow trace the whole record of their childhood all the way until their teenage years and look carefully, then it boils down to this, you know, that they are not given any reason to contribute to care. And we, we can always say, no, but why must we always make, make it so tough for children? Last I checked, we are not high faculty individuals, no. We're not high faculty sentient beings. We are low faculty. Low faculty sentient beings, you don't have external factor, you are just... <sighs> we are not naturally, you know, grateful. We need impetus to make us feel something. Most of us. Yeah, most of us. Uh, how how to solve this? Every year celebrating we can solve this problem. Cannot. Huh? This talk supposed to be um, happier. <laughs> yeah. But if you're watching this online, I hope you think about it. Huh? Society is not apart from us. We are the society. Don't blame society. Yeah. And for all the children, uh, if you if you are a young teenager or in your 20s and you happen to watch this, I want you to go and look in the mirror and ask yourself, what have you done for your parents? Don't you want thinking like your parents owe you owe you your life? And don't please don't come and tell me, oh, you didn't choose to, to be to be born. You chose in your past life, but just because you forgot, you kind of kind of argue with people. Lah. Before you were born, your parents are having a good time, you know. If they can choose, they won't choose you. Uh, they think they're so stupid. <laughs> you say you cannot choose. They also didn't get to choose. Uh, actually, both of you all chose. You all choose with your own karma. True. Uh. <laughs> then you want your parents to, to suffer. Horrible children. Horrible. If you're watching this, I tell you, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. My mom always say, I pay, I pay, I pay, I pay, I pay. Now I understand what she meant, you know. Because as a kid, sometimes, you know, you're a bit like, Ugh. but even then, uh, I never physically even I never even like display aggression towards my, my my mother or father. I don't do that. But now I hear girls no daughter. Wow, fight with the mother. I'm like, what tell me? If I'm the father, I whack her. <laughs> Sorry, I'm online. That's easy. Why can't I look for you? Uh, dear venerable, <laughs> it's not so good to. <laughs> I mean, I say whack. 
I mean cane and discipline. Uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I never say punch. Don't punch. Uh. Please don't punch our kids. Use a cane. Don't run around. Cane the hand. Yeah. I, I just told one family the other day. Cane the right hand. If the child is left-handed, cane the left hand. Yeah. You cane until there's a bum bum. Uh, so when your child do homework, But nowadays, parents don't even talk about cane. At the drop of a hat, I'm sorry. They now keeps apologizing to apologizing to your child. Your child, <laughs> I think we should have one session on and bring all the problem kids. Huh? Then ship them, send them to the COVID area. Tell ask them, you want to be a good boy or not? Do one. Okay, go to the go and go to the COVID area to work. Huh? Let you let karma decide your fate, whether you can COVID or not. Are you like to me? I mean I'm, I'm not advocating violence or, or like <laughs> but I really Right. I mean, of all the different types of crime, uh, to to be abusive towards one's parents, that's really unacceptable, you know. Huh? Unacceptable. Okay, now, so I, I actually didn't want to talk so long. I wanted to talk only for half an hour. In the end, 45 minutes. Okay, so... Uh, any questions? <laughs> Oh, you have question. Okay. It was working. It was working. Yeah. Or you just use up the last ounce of battery. When we do meritorious bits, be it um, uh, sponsoring a puja, doing dana, or doing our own practices, yeah, uh, attending dharma talk, <laughs> um, and then we say we dedicate merits, whether it's Qingming or any other day, merits cannot be transferred. Okay. Yeah, you cannot transfer merits. Although many times, figuratively speaking, people will say transference of merits. Yeah, but I don't see any scriptural evidence of this being possible without violating the first principle of causality. Yeah. In the teaching of karma, the Buddha's teaching is about how uh, we reap what we sow. We don't say we read what other people sow, right? Yeah. If transference of merits, as in literally, I do merits, and let's say, 
let's let's use this as an example. Uh. Let's say this is a stack of merits. Yeah. So and this is my total collection. Yeah. And just for context, each one is worth a gazillion gukama. <laughs> so it's a lot of gazillion gukama. Um, when we say transfer of merits, then it literally means come, I give you some merits. Yeah. And then I give, give away, then, then give away, then give away. So as a result, <clears throat> you literally have suddenly, without any effort on your side, it appears <clears throat> credited to your account. <laughs> like pay now, pay now, marry over to you. Uh, as far as the Buddhist teaching is concerned, this is technically not possible. Yeah. So then what are we doing? all these centuries doing all the puja and <laughs> when we say dedication of merits there's a few levels to talk about the first one is where we do something meritorious so through our mental effort and the three kind of karma body speech and mind and then through our wholesome intent then we generate karma now the, the merits and so then we get credited to, to, to make it more tangible, uh, we get credits, okay, credits. Then we say we dedicate this to somebody. What we are doing basically is we are writing down what we want to do with this merit. Yeah, not with a pen, uh, but with a mind. And I used to like to use this example of post-it notes. Yeah, post-it notes. I'm basically putting a post-it note onto the, onto the merit so that when it ripens, then it comes with that intent use it in a certain way as well to benefit either this person or a group of people so we still we are still the recipient it's just that when we receive it then we'll use it to benefit that person so that's the first level the second level is where as we do meritorious deeds then we keep that person in mind and if the person is in a certain realm where they, are, they can be aware of our deeds, they can rejoice in our wholesome deeds. And as they rejoice, then they generate their own merit. Yeah. So this is the two ways that I know of that follows the first principles of causality within the teaching. Yes. So the merits is still with you, uh, So, so this is where another uh, a third level to look at is <clears throat> we tend to look at each other as independent individuals. Yeah, separate from each other, uh, including our family, friends, and so on. Um, take. Take this for example. Do you all see a monk in front of you? You all see only one, uh, not two or three, okay? If you all see three, don't don't see anything. After that, then tell me. <laughs> also, only see one person in front. And right, nobody else. Uh. <laughs> also, online would be wondering what's happening. <laughs> so <clears throat> 
when we, whatever, whatever or whoever you see, you tend to think that everybody see the same person. But actually, everybody see a different person. I don't mean to say that <clears throat> some of you see a monk, some of you see a nun. I don't mean that, okay? <laughs> but because each of you know me differently, you will see a different monk. And through our interaction, our coming link is different. So you will also perceive and experience a different shifu, so to speak. Yeah. So when we do dedication of merits, we are purifying our end of that person. Such that we are purifying our, our end that is related to that person. Such that when you meet that person, your sight is purified already. Yeah. As to whether their sight is purified, that's that, that person's problem. The trouble is, being unenlightened, our sight is oftentimes with greed, hatred, and delusion. So when we, whether we meet people now or in the future, tend to be intermeshed with all these worldly concerns. So even if our family and friends, our relatives are already departed, they are reborn somewhere, Unless you are going to uh, enter party Nibbana like maybe next Wednesday, 3.35, I don't know it's going to be around in Samsara for a long time. Huh? So bound to meet one of these days. And if you are able to purify to a very uh, great extent, then every on your own end, then everyone you meet is a, is a wholesome encounter. like how the Buddha is. Even when he meet people who are rooted to him, he don't, he don't experience, there's no issue on his side. Because his, his side is fully purified. Yeah. Uh, so that's from the teachings angle. <clears throat> from another angle, and another, uh, an ex-colleague once asked me, he asked me, uh, so, prayers for our parents who has departed. So, do we have to do it every year? Uh, or is there a fixed number of years? Like maybe do three years, then it is enough. Then, you know, expiry date, you know, or tenure or, you know, time limit. Five, maybe ten years. So, I, I asked him, I said, well, is there, is there a limit to your love and care for your parents? If there is, then you, you decide how, how much you need. Huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a good question because I, I think sometimes people have these questions. Yeah. Uh, but for those who are online, <laughs> uh, I would say that sometimes for some people, maybe especially now with the COVID um, Finance may be tight. Huh? So for some people, they may have uh, practical concerns. That's so true. If I were to join this puja, then join the puja, you know, every year, got Qingming, then the anniversary, then later seven months, then we suck day. Seems like every other month, every few months, there's some kind of, uh, then I run out of cash, then 
my ancestors are very rich in merit, but then I'm poor now. How? <laughs> but then my past descendants in past life never dedicate to me. <laughs> so I would say, don't worry. If you if you feel that uh, to to um, to do any kind of um, uh, wholesome practices that involve uh, monetary involvement, you feel that that's, uh, that is a strain on you, then don't, don't do those type. Then do those type that's free. Attend SGC. <laughs> but I don't say this to, to advertise our program. Huh? You can listen to Dharma talk. Any, anybody's Dharma talk, that's now the whole YouTube is filled with Dharma talk. Uh. Just watch a Dharma talk, really pay attention. Don't watch, watch then after that, the reply message, then do this, do that. Really spend one hour, two hours a day. Yeah. If you really want to spend the time, do merits, but then financially constrained, very simple. Yeah. You can listen to Dharma talk. You can do your own prayers also. Yeah. You can do your own prayers. Do your own meditation. But make sure you learn meditation before you go and do it. Uh, I have some students who kind of tell me, wow, they have this amazing method. Then at the end of the day, I ask them, where do you learn it from? Oh no, I, I thought of it myself. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. And, and don't spend time complaining about, oh, this temple charged so much. That temple set plus one. All these people who complain, this temple charged so much. That temple charged so much. Then who is going to pay the electricity bill? Best thing is, these people who complain so much, do they actually go and do practices in those centers that offer it for free? Why are, do you spend time <laughs> complaining about this center, that center? If, if, if finance is really a constraint, then go to the center that offers it for free. Huh? And if you find that going even going out is difficult, do it at home now. Yeah, no excuse. Uh. In, in today's society, really no excuse. Huh? Correct or not? Yeah. To me, it's, uh, people just like to, you know. <laughs> okay, any other question? We don't have to use up all the time. Uh. Actually, I wanted to end before three. Yeah. You have question? Ken? <laughs> you what? You pay for it. Why? 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 What, what? Oh, after Qingming must bathe. Huh? Then I go go to funeral, never bathe. Huh? <laughs> That's even closer proximity, right? Uh, and then. Uh -huh. 
<coughs> Ever heard of something called checks? <coughs> yeah, nowadays just burn, burn one check. <coughs> yeah, you just, just, and you don't have to go and buy the check. Just go open up Google Docs, then create your own. <laughs> yeah, just create your own. Right now, this is to the benefit of so and so. Uh, how much money? You can add as many zero as you want. Uh, there's no, no such a thing as uh, currency in hell, nor in the ghost realm. Uh. Yeah. I remember when I was very young, we, we have the traditional, there are two, three types. The most basic type is the one that has the silver patch. So you roll, then you squeeze the side. Then the one that is the reddish color type, you fold, 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 then become a 3D ignore. Then later on, it came, they came up with the, <clears throat> with the cash notes, stacks of it. And initially it was like thousands of dollars. Then later, every year it increased, become tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, then millions of do you know, dollars. And of course, at that age, I didn't know some, uh, anything about inflation. I just thought, wow, you know, that's a lot of money. <laughs> but then eventually I thought, hey, rampant inflation, you know. Huh? So how? And to begin with, what are they going to do with the money? <laughs> Go and buy things. Uh. Huh? Go to hell, then take, take a whole stack of money and say, can I have a sweet please? <laughs> Yeah, and then and then buy them off. This reflects our culture, you know. We think money can solve everything. <laughs> yeah, money cannot solve everything. Uh. Uh, but to me, it reflects the need for people to do something. Yeah, our need to do something, and given that they are already dead, we cannot do anything tangible. So we hope that at least we do something and perhaps it can help them. So I don't go around telling people don't, but I, I take the opportunity to tell them if you're going to burn, um, instead of burning tons of it, uh, spend time chanting while you're while, while you folding yeah, and then dedicate merits to them. But I also take the opportunity to explain to them that the burning, instead of me telling you whether it exists or don't exist, I just ask them a few questions. I ask them, you burn, because nowadays you don't just burn paper money, ma, right? You burn iPhone, la, Samsung, la, you burn tablet, la, you burn cars. La. So I ask them, I say, then do you burn the charger? How about power bank? <laughs> You must burn, ma, otherwise your amma later, your amma pass, your amma still around? Not, not around anymore. Uh, you, you, you burn tablet, then later your amma come, Li Hui, how to use, huh? <laughs> so you must burn the instruction manual, then later, uh, after a few days, Li Hui, no more battery. <laughs> how? So I ask them. And, you must burn the, the, 
the Wi-Fi router. And then you must, Wi-Fi router itself doesn't give you internet. Uh, you must burn the telco. You must burn the power station to give and substation to give you power. Yeah, you must burn the whole city, you know. Huh? Does it make sense or not? But still I say it reflects on our need, our wish to provide for them, those who have departed. And I think that's that's beautiful. But again, don't wait until our relatives are gone, then we burn for them. While they are alive, call them, talk to them. Don't wait, don't wait until they are, they are dead, then burn them handphone. But you, you really want to and then call you. If they really call you, one day you really receive a call, then it says hell. <laughs> Transfer line from hell. <laughs> don't wait, don't burn the. You know, some, some people who are richer, they burn the house, then with the two men and women, the maid. Don't wait until your parents or grandparents die, then burn that. While they are alive, be their maid, be their servant. Easy to, to spend some money, get a maid. When they want to go and buy something, take the time to go with them. Yeah. I, I can assure you, it brings much comfort to them. Yeah. So, for those relatives who are, who are older, um, spend time with them. Yeah. They want to fall, spend time and fall with them. Yeah. Uh, don't uh, I don't find it too fruitful if we don't even spend time with them and then we want to tell them what to do with the incense paper. Yeah. If you spend time with them, then you share with them your ideas about incense paper, they may be more open to listen to you. It may make more sense to them. Okay. Okay. Uh, I hope everybody um, throughout the world, whether they celebrate singing or not, they would celebrate their time with their parents, their family and friends. They would cherish the time they have with each other. Uh, for sickness, don't find, don't make an appointment. Death makes no appointment. When it comes, it comes. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Nao. Yuan De Zhi Hui Zhen Ming Liao. Hu Yuan Zhi Zhang Xi Xiao Chu. Shi Shi Chang Xing Pu Sha Dao. Amitabha. Chi Li.